0: And Download with DP, a weekly podcast talking about high school and college sports right here in Central Illinois. I'll discuss what I saw in the past week, what's coming up on Channel 1450, and what we're looking forward to. Episode 6, Season 3. And I'll just start with this. Thank you all for coming to listen to this episode, because I think it will go down as one of the best I've ever done in the 100 and some I've recorded. I walked away from this week's interview not only inspired to work harder and be a better person, but also to show compassion to those around me and try to elevate not only my life, but those around me as well. When you sit down with someone like Hannah Worth, who is this week's guest, you walk away happier, inspired, and having the desire to be a better person in all walks of your life. We will get to that conversation in a couple minutes, but first, I talk about what I saw in the last week and then what's coming up on Channel 1450. Last Thursday, a huge volleyball showdown between Rochester and Pleasant Plains. The Rockets win the first set, but the Cardinals take control from there. More on the Cardinals in a bit. On Friday, I saw the ribbon cutting for the new Memorial Stadium on the north side before taking the trip north to Peoria, and oh boy, what a show I saw. I expected to be there for three hours or so with 20 touchdowns, possibly more. Instead, I was out of there just after halftime, a total of about 90 minutes, and that's including editing time. The Rochester defense delivers a dominating performance. Coming up with four interceptions, Tyson Binion had two, Parker Lyons had one, and Nolan Merzowski had another. They pitch a shutout until the running clock starts late in the third quarter. An interesting-looking offense with Eli Carlson and Brian Zuloff splitting the snaps but they beat the number two ranked team in 5A on their home field in dominating fashion. On Saturday, thanks to the weather, I got to see Lincoln and Lanphier. The Rail Splitters looked impressive in their first game back in the CSA Conference, dominating in all three aspects of the game against Lanphier, scoring a defensive touchdown on a block punt and letting the Carson brothers run wild on offense. Saturday night, got to see a quick one in Athens. The Warriors dominate the second quarter against Pittsfield and start their running clock before halftime, impressive offensive showing from them as well. Being able to throw very well and then run with Corey Craig, Cameron McGard, and Snap Athens looked as good as they were advertising they were going to be in the preseason. Jumping into Monday, got to see some great soccer at Leaf Field in front of a great crowd. Glenwood beat Springfield High on a goal from Ben Wilcoxon with 23 minutes to go. The Titans get the big early season conference win against a very good Springfield High team. On Tuesday night, got to see the Pleasant Plains Cardinals again at home. Taylorville comes to town and takes game one. Just like Rochester did last week. The Cardinals figure things out though and find a way to force a third set and then they win it. Let me tell you, the Cardinals continue to impress me and improve. They have an undefeated record this early in the season against some very good teams. Wednesday we went out to Lincolnland Volleyball against Spoon River. The logs roll. More on the loggers with Hannaworth in a couple minutes. First, what's coming up on Channel 1450. We start with Thursday night. We will have SHG versus Plain Soccer in the Four Corners Classic. Then Peoria-Notre Dame at Glenwood Soccer. The rematch of the two teams that played in the 2A state title game last season. Obviously, Glenwood looks a lot different this season, but it'll be fun to see them look to get a win at home on Thursday against the Irish. Also Thursday, another big-time volleyball matchup in the early weeks of the season. Rochester travels to Normal U High for the big one in the CS8. It's been the conference title game the last couple of seasons. That still remains to be seen with a lot of very good teams in the conference this year, but it'll be a good one in Normal on Thursday night. On Friday, I'm heading to Rochester to see Springfield High come to town. We will also have highlights from... Morrell Forsyth at Auburn, MacArthur at Jacksonville, UhI at SHG, Glenwood at Lanphier, Williamsville at Riverton, and Athens at Plains. On Saturday, it's the Rocket Invite for cross country, the Four Corners Soccer Tournament final day in Williamsville. Also, if you're curious about eight-man football, go check out Pawnee on Saturday afternoon. Also, if you're interested in college football, Milliken is at Illinois College on Saturday evening. Jumping into next week after we enjoy the holiday weekend, Tuesday night, Lincoln at Rochester, another huge volleyball game in the Central State 8 Conference. Glenwood is at SHG in volleyball. In soccer on Tuesday, q and is at Springfield. Glenwood is at Muhammad Seymour, Rochester is at U-High, and Jacksonville is at Lincoln. Next Wednesday, Williamsville is at Rochester for soccer, Plains is at North Mac for soccer, and Plains is at SHG for volleyball. Next Thursday, Glenwood is at Williamsville for volleyball, and there's some good soccer matchups. Lincoln at Rochester, Springfield at Jacksonville, and Glenwood at SHG. That's it for what's coming up on Channel 1450. Let's get to this week's guest. As I said in the intro, this is one of my favorite conversations I've ever had the pleasure of recording. Hannah Wirth, for those who don't know, is the Lincoln Land Volleyball head coach coming from a family of very successful athletes, and above all else, she's a very inspiring person. Let's get to it. I hope you enjoy. I'd like to welcome Coach Worth to the podcast this week. I'm going to start with a question that uh, make you think a little bit and see, see where it goes. What is the worst joke that you've heard about your last name? Oh, worthless.
1: Yeah, hands down. People used to yell that Uh, at matches they'd like even when I was a little girl it was like when Chatham was small yeah (laughs) people used to drive by my house and yell at my brother and they'd say worthless and maybe throw some eggs or something I don't know it was back in the day so yeah that's I mean it's pretty cheesy but it's maybe it hits it's a little home. yeah Yeah. it's the heart (laughs) so by the time you got to high school
0: you probably heard it so much that it didn't really even no yeah
1: some of the stuff that people would say it was uh I mean, people would really attack our, our family for sure, but it's like maybe maybe envy or jealousy or something like right. that. But like my parents always told us, it's like if you have haters, you're doing something right. So, exactly. Yeah. But still, obviously. But as a little so girl, hurt. that probably was like. Hey, oh, yeah. I was like, Why That's my little so brother. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I remember one time we were playing, uh, I won't say what Central State A team. Uh-huh. But, right. Uh huh.
0: But you can if you want.
1: <laughs> Nobody listens to this podcast. No, I'm oh, just my God. That's well, yeah, then it starts and it's like, yeah. <laughs> that uh, no, was Springfield High actually <laughs> <laughs> and obviously there's a huge rock rivalry but uh, they said I was running around the, the court and I was warming up and they said your brother sucks at baseball and so does your dad and I was like hey and like, I yelled back <laughs> at him so like little things it's like you can say anything to me but like yeah. start talking about my family I'm like it's about to go down right. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think yeah.
0: uh, that's fair Like, mm-hmm. um, I just got the numbers from you know our week one of most viewed videos and I bet you can guess what it is. It's SHG losing by a million because everybody wants to see. Yes. Everybody loves when they lose. And it's like, that's, yeah, that's comes with that status of of being successful and being, you know, being somebody that they want to watch somebody that they want to tear down. Absolutely. That's obviously something that
1: everybody's for the underdog. Definitely. And it's like, but what's so funny is like, if people look at our family and like where we've come from and it's like Chatham and Springfield area, like, it's grown a lot and it's like we're we're proud to be from this area because not you know at that time not a lot of people had made it and mm-hmm. then it's just grew and it grew and it grew and there's so many successful athletes and it's like just to be a part of that category is really i mean it's it's an honor for sure but i think now since things are like bigger and broader um you look back and it's like why did such a small amount of people want us to fail you yeah. know what i mean and yeah. that's it is sad, but, it, you know, people come around and it's like, you know, you you forgive, you don't forget. But at the same time, it's like thankful for people who did hold you back or tried to. For sure. Because if they didn't, like, you wouldn't know how to handle adversity. And mm-hmm. it's like, for me personally, if I, you know, when I went to Nebraska, I went through a lot of hardship. Like, it was tough. And if I'm playing my first match in front of, I don't know, four or 5,000 people, it's like, because I had basically... You know, experience and people not wanting me to succeed, Mm -hmm. I was fine. Like, I used that as fuel to the fire. So, and it's like, we, we are like the most loving people, also. People think that we're really like probably mean or tough or whatever, but it's like at the end of the day, we just like we'll cry over like little victories of like other people, like people who maybe it's you know, you lose, but you got the starting spot, like whatever it is. It's like there is so much success in the small things. And I think that 's something that I take into consideration every single day, so like even this past weekend we played Johnson County um, Division one junior college ranked number four in the country. we lost our third set twenty two twenty five and it 's like for me that was a success mm-hmm. like that 's huge at their home yeah. like yeah, it was so if I could just encourage people and kids and younger athletes it's like don 't care what people say because it does it hurts people, I think a lot, um, and it does deter them from trying to be successful and it's like that's just a part of it so looking back at all the things that I've experienced and I've gone through like I mean I've even got to the point like when I was in high school I remember we played uh, Lincoln High School and they were really good at volleyball Mm -hmm. and so I was going into the uh, parking lot with my dad and this kid came up to me and he said hey I just want to let you know you did a really good job and I looked at him and I said you don't mean that you were in the stands yelling at me with all those other boys weren't you Mm -hmm. (laughs) and the kid about just peed his pants but I just remember that so vividly where I was like when you stand up to people and it's like they actually realize like what they say holds weight yeah they start paying attention to how they treat people and speak to people so
0: it's amazing too I mean the haters are always the loudest oh yeah and especially in the age of social media now and how terrible it is yes like you could post anything and so many people are going to attack that, but the people who actually support you are usually just there watching. They're not going to say anything right. most of the time. So it's yeah. like, okay, when you – and you can kind of take this back, I do personally, mm. to my family. It's yeah. like your family is always going to be there. They're always going to support you, and they're right. always the most proud of you. Yeah. But at the same time, like there, there's not a lot of support always, especially right. when it comes to social media. But – when it comes to you know the hatred or the mm-hmm. jealousy that's the, always going to be the loudest and that's yep. you know something that you really have to mature and learn it's oh, like
1: yeah.
0: it's it's always going to be there especially with the age of social media and i know obviously as you grew up and going through high school sports mm. that was different like it yeah. wasn't the case then i can't imagine what kids deal with now with like so much negativity that yeah. like you literally i'm sure you as a coach you have to
1: yeah.
0: find ways to support them and build them up 100 i mean that's yeah we're getting really deep going yeah. right away oh yeah <laughs> here but it like is, that's is. that's something that like the yeah. jealousy and the hatred is always going to be the
1: loudest 100 and there's so many athletes like I, i'm kind of a sports nerd obviously because of how i grew up but i'll watch like documentaries and things like that but it's like everybody's theme is so common who's been successful so it's like to you know all the younger kids out there. It, it, you know, and it's not even about like, oh, you got to go D1. Oh, you got to go to the Olympics. Oh, you've got to be a world beater, champion, whatever. It's like, just be good where you are because even if you are from a really small town, like my dad grew up in Mount Pulaski, Lincoln, mm-hmm. literally Cornland was his, like, address. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And so um, there was a lot of people there who, you know, just told him, you know, like, you're never going to make it. Like, it's, it's never going to happen. And then all of a sudden, Yankees knock on his door and they're like, Hey you want to go uh, play you know for the New York Yankees he's like uh, duh you know so <laughs> he is a really good example of never giving up I mean he was literally building houses and doing construction um, you know and he'd work out at junior colleges and things like that but he'd never stop believing in himself no matter what and it's like he was so close to his mom like he had such a good support system. Mm-hmm. And I mean, to this day, he still says it's like it doesn't matter how many people believe in you. It just takes one. And I think that that's something that I take in, obviously, every day for, you know, my coaching style. Um, you know, and I've, I've come from, you know, 10 years of experience of that where kids like the first thing kids say is like, oh, I can't. And I'm like, if you say you can't, you won't. You never will because you already have it in your mind that you're done. So it's like those people who no matter you know, if people do tell them that you're never going to do that, they say, watch me. Like that was always my theme when I was like, just watch this. Okay. It's going to be worth it. Quotes. Right. So (laughs) worthless, worth it, you know, but, um, yeah, social media is a killer. And I think like with my job, uh, now as a sports information director here at Lincoln Land, I try so hard to make every single kid here feel a part of something, uh, whether they play or they don't play, it's like, that puzzle piece is just as important as a starter or someone who's leading in points or whatever. It's like the culture is the most important thing. So, you know, at the end of the day, when kids say, oh, well, I didn't do anything, it's like, well, were you there at practice pushing, you know, the A side or the red side, whatever you want to call it? It's like, yes. So in turn, everyone is a part of something bigger. People won't see that. And it's like, they will take down the people who are at, you know, at the top or, you know, under the spotlight but it truly is, it's, it's all about like, the unit of the team and the culture because if people are talking crap about somebody, whether it's you know, the, the number one person on the team, the kid that maybe never plays is gonna stand up for that kid because that's family. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so if we can um, basically just produce that type of environment that everyone is important no matter your role, people will feel that they'll be successful and they're going to be successful beyond sports in life they're going to believe that they can do anything Mm -hmm. so that's i mean truly it's it's a it's a powerful thing and with social media you can make it really positive or really negative um and we've done a pretty good job around here making it super positive so yeah hopefully people catch on to that um and you know just don't treat each other as bad and it's like at the end of the day it's a ball it's a sport it's it's a court it's like You know, people have always said, you're only as good as your last swing. And I think that's the worst quote in the entire world. It's like my value as a person is based off my stats when I'm playing a sport for fun. Like, that is detrimental to mental health. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge part of, like, what I do is positive mental health. Um, So I always tell my kids that I'm like, just because you play well or you play poorly does not determine the value of who you are. Who you are is, at the end of the day, your character. And it's like... Even if you don't play, say you get benched, you're going to go up to the person that maybe took your spot and if they played well, you're going to give them a high five and a hug and tell them you're proud of them because everybody falls and everybody rises. So if people can just understand that, (laughs) I think people would be a lot better off because it can become very toxic. And people quit because they get burnt out. And it's like, I mean, I've been there, I've been burnt out, but a lot of it too is just like, you know, getting out of your own way, so to speak. But a lot of the times people don't realize that there are way more people, like you said, that are for them than against them. So don't pay attention to the 2%. Pay attention to the 98%. And you're going to be a lot happier, for, for yeah. sure. So yeah. Yeah.
0: Let's let's talk a little bit about who you are. Because, um, I mean, people know the worst name, but I don't think, um, especially in this day and age of, you know... TikToks 10 seconds at a time
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> people know you right now as the Lincolnland volleyball coach mm-hmm. um give me a little bit of the backstory behind you like you said chatham obviously but tell me the steps that you went through to get here where yeah. where'd you go to school what'd you yeah. do all
1: the stuff let's get into that all right here we go so first of all i'm crazy um no, <laughs> that's how i introduce myself um so i went to chatham obviously uh played volleyball there for four years uh did some cool stuff there, but I had an amazing team. I think it's one thing that I do want to point out is, uh, Callie Sinkis. She's the head coach at uh, Rochester. She was my setter, And I think that without her leadership and my leadership and a few other people that like maybe didn't go on to play that program had its best years ever. Like we went to super sectionals. Like we almost went to state. Like I think people forget about that. And oh, it's so sure. it's crazy. Yeah. So like what, We did for this community, was huge, for for high school athletics and volleyball. Um, But going on, I played club at Elite, I played for Andy Ahrens, and he's a legend. Um, I mean, that place is insane, and they produce Division I volleyball players like every freaking day, it's it's crazy. So I played there, went to University of Nebraska, played for four years, um, started all four years, and I mean, that's a very hard thing to do there. So, uh, like I said, I'm crazy, and I always believed in myself. Even with when I didn't necessarily have the most confidence in the world, I still had so much experience from watching my family where it's like, this may not be the best situation, but you're going to make the best situation out of it. So that's exactly what I did there. Um, so super thankful for all my <laughs> ups and downs there. Uh, but after that, I played professionally and played in Puerto Rico ended up tearing my rotator cuff my very first season, I came home and I started my own company and that's uh, the Hanleworth volleyball academy and it's a focus on mental health ironically mm-hmm. and positive you know uh, self image and confidence and things like that through the sport so it is training, but it's also about you know like I said the little victories that's all that really matters and and everything you do is like little feats you know little little things you do each day. Uh, but I've had a lot of successful kids go on either D1, D2, and AIA Division three. Um, focus on what their strengths are, whether it's academic or athletics, and just become good leaders because I feel like that's that's missing in today's culture. Yes. So um, <laughs> it's been pretty cool because I still have kids that reach out. Like it'd be like five, seven years later. I mean, I've been doing this so long. And they'll, you know, say, hey, watch me on ESPN Plus today. And I'm like, well, that's a pretty cool. <laughs> that's a cool feeling. Uh, and I do. And I, I follow people's careers. And whether that, you know, they're still playing or they're not. I mean, I even get messages that say, hey, Hannah, I know we haven't talked in a while, but I gave my first volleyball lesson today to a little girl. And I want to let you know everything I said was like you were speaking to me. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's, that's special because my whole goal is to teach and then that – ripples through and it's like a grapevine like it's passed down to somebody else and then it's passed on to somebody else so um that for me is probably like the biggest compliment that I could get from just my coaching style but also just like mentorship style but uh so yeah started that business and then I went back and played professionally uh did really well and then I worked for ESPN which was hilarious I did live color commentary okay <laughs> I only did like four matches yeah. because they said be yourself and I was cracking jokes <laughs> you can yeah. probably imagine and then they got to a commercial break and I just remember remember them saying uh Hannah we're gonna need you to dial it back a little bit I was like dial what back <laughs> I'm was like, I'm out. So i out yeah. so I was like I'm done yeah uh but it was a cool experience yeah uh and then after that I played again I had an opportunity to go try out for the World League which is the Federation of International Volleyball so it's the entire world <laughs> and I went to um Turkey and that was that was interesting. <laughs> or a
0: girl from Chatham. Yeah, yeah
1: for, exactly. Exactly. A girl from Chatham just flying out by myself. I get off the, the airplane. I go into baggage claim and I'm looking at all this stuff and I'm like, there's no way I'm going to find my bags. Like the anxiety was just, it, it was crazy. There's a guy and he's like holding a sign. I don't even know if it said Hannah. It was yeah. just like an H yeah. volleyball symbol. <laughs> I was like, I think that's my guy. <laughs> so I get in the car with this guy and he starts talking to me a little bit. I'm like, oh, this guy speaks English, so I'm just, you know, just like a baby Robin. It's about, like, three hours later, and I'm like, hey, and I asked him a question, he's just staring at me. I was like, oh, this guy doesn't speak English. (laughs) So we literally were in Istanbul, traveled all the way to, uh, where was I? Uh, I think it was Bursa, Bursa, something, Turkey, 14 million people. It's, like, the third largest city in Turkey. And I swear to God, we were in a car, We got on a ferry on a boat, and the car was on the boat. And I look around, I'm like, "Oh, we're on the water!" Like I'm just like, there's experiences where I'm like, "Is this real life?" (laughs) And so we finally get there. It's like God knows what time it is. And I remember I was trying to go to bed. and I was like, "Just calm down." As soon as I get rested, I'm about to fall asleep. The call to prayer goes off (laughs) five times a day. It was like the siren was right by my window. (laughs) So I about jumped (laughs) higher than I ever had, like out of my bed, and I was like. Yeah, this isn't going to work. Like, this is going to be rough. So I tried out for this team, um, one of the top FIVB, you know, World League teams. And I swear, it was one of the, I mean, it was the best volleyball I had ever played in my life. It was It was like, it didn't matter if I made the team quotes or didn't make the team. I knew that I could play at this level. And yeah. that's all I wanted to know. It's yeah. like, with everything that I went through at Nebraska, every everything that... You know, I went through putting it on myself saying I'm not good enough. Like, you know, that type of talk that we do have. It's like I just slayed that. I was yeah. like, I'm good. I got it. I'm mm-hmm. out. <laughs> so what happened was because I didn't represent our national team because I did have injury and all that. There was a girl from uh, I think she was from Dominican Republic and she was on their national team. She was 17 years old and <laughs> amazing athlete. Didn't speak any English, only, uh, like, Dominican uh, Spanish. Uh So very, very specific dialect. They are screaming at her, like the managers and other players, in Italian and saying to me, in English, she should understand this because it's the same thing. (laughs) I said, let me tell you, I played in Puerto Rico. I was like, this is not, I don't even know what you guys are saying in English. I was like, this isn't it. So this girl, she was like, not my roommate, but we were like, you know, kind of, Uh, dorm mates and I I knew she was there to take my spot Mm -hmm. and I knew that I had I had made that team like you know technically because I was good enough but they definitely pull in politics to all this where it's like they want somebody who represents more and I said I I respect that that's fine so this poor girl 17 years old never been probably anywhere you know by herself right? she like they didn't tell her how to get food like all this other stuff so I was like another opportunity to mentor somebody so we became friends and we're texting each other, sitting next to each other, emojis to communicate. Yeah, <laughs> Because even her Spanish, like I was like, hablo un poquito espanol. And she was like, no, that's not my Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> so I was so proud of her, though, because I continued to watch her after I left. And she did really well. And she'd send me messages and hearts. And she was just like, thank you. Yeah. Because I think that week that we had together was like, I mean, she probably could have gone home. Like, I mean, if she didn't have right. food, and it's like, how do you perform? Well, you imagine know? being
0: seventeen. Like oh that, my god! Like,
1: yeah, baby puff. You were scared yeah. at that, like 100%. At that time, mother a somebody like that. Oh, like, it's crazy, and it's just their culture is so much different than, say, American culture, where we have so many more opportunities, and like, just um, you know, I, I got to go to China with my college team. Like that prepared me for those situations. Right. That I don't think she had ever been on her own. Like Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is terrifying. So it's just one of it's just another sign that led me to being like, hey, I should be coaching, I should be training, Mm -hmm. I should be mentoring. So even though I didn't make the team, I still in my mind just it it didn't matter. You know, and people could say what they want, say, oh well, you you never played at that level, and I'm like, but I could. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But it's like
0: you prove it to yourself. Exactly, and it doesn't matter to anyone
1: else. So and that's where it's like. You know, there's like the volley talk or like some forum where people talk crap, and I'm like, keep talking, because yeah. it's like, you, but where are you? You're behind uh, a computer screen, mm-hmm. and in, and you know, nothing against fans or anything like that, right. but the stuff that I saw with my brother and my whole family, and it's like, nobody will tell you a good job when you go four for four with two home runs. Like I got chirped at when I went to school the next day if you beat the Cardinals mm-hmm. or or the Cubs. Yeah, and I mean, even teachers sometimes would say stuff, and yeah. I'm like sitting there and I'm thinking to myself. This is sad. You know, and at that age, when you're, being you know, 14, 15, 16 years old, and you realize that middle-aged men are saying things to you that aren't appropriate, you're like, all right, there's more to this. So, Imagine how
0: miserable their life is. Exactly. Like, Exactly, honestly, like exactly that's,
1: yes. It, and that's where you start to feel... But you can't tell yourself that at the time. Like, yeah, that's, no. That's not what you understand. Right. And it's like, you know, you grow up really fast, and because of those people, though, I'm so thankful. Like, I literally look back, and it's like, anybody who ever put me down or put my family down, they are the biggest blessings ever. So if people can flip the perspective to say like, you know, and even like, I'll see people, you know, it's been like 10 years. And the last thing they maybe said to me wasn't very positive. I'll go up and I'll give them a hug. I'm like, how the heck are you, man? Like what's going on? And they're so confused because it's truly, I'm like, you blessed us with an obstacle Mm -hmm. and that obstacle made us better. And I think that's the biggest thing with me and my experiences. People don't necessarily know that about me. They just see All-American, professional volleyball player. But I'm like, uh, I call myself, you know, a volley hippie. It's <laughs> like, you know, given you shall receive, like put out the good energy and it will come back. Um, and that's something I'm working with my team on a lot. And I know Hannah Clayton had mentioned that too, of like radiating positivity. Because yeah. it's like you can literally not only change someone's day, but potentially the course of their life. And that's like, it's pretty strong. Like mm-hmm. if you think about it, it's like. If, you know, a kid's having a bad day and you can flip their perspective real fast, that may be the difference into everything that happens after that. Mm -hmm. And I tell my kids that, too. I go, if you just tell somebody one positive thing, that could literally change everything. Because timing and maybe where they are mentally, it's, it's just everything goes into a snowball effect, but in the positive direction, so... Yeah, I'm pretty positive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> also, too, me. like
0: you can say thank you to those people mm-hmm. that you talked about because not only did you learn something about yourself, but you learned about them and wh- who to trust. Yes. In terms of who's got yeah. your back, who's mm-hmm. on your side, who's on your family side, and who's yeah. not, and like yeah. that's just as valuable to you yeah. of knowing. Okay, I I can go to this teacher, or I can go to this person, or mm-hmm. I can't, or oh yeah, you learn a ton about those oh, type yeah. of people, and that's. Obviously something that you understand now, but like yeah. that's that's gotta be huge.
1: It is for sure. And that's that's what I tell these, you know, my team here too is you know, a lot of people will say, um, oh, it's just a junior college. And I said, <laughs> If anybody says that, you tell them to come talk to me immediately. You know, it's like I I have their backs and it's like I only needed a couple people to have my back. Mm-hmm. And um uh Jeff Wagner, Mr. Wagner, he was uh He's now, I think, a superintendent at like um, Franklin uh, High School. He was my gym teacher, and I literally just saw him recently because I went to the Chatham-Springfield uh, game mm-hmm. uh, a few d- days ago, which was super crazy. That was insane. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> but I saw him, and I went up, and I gave him a hug. He was one of those people. Every single day, I talked to him. He was like my best friend. I mean, still, to this day, he's like family. But he would always tell me every day, don't listen to them don't listen. Like he knew what people were saying. Yeah. Like, and so, you know, and they thought, you know, people would say, Oh, she thinks she's better than other people, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, I'm 16. You don't even know me. I just got back from the world championships as a USA, you know, teammate or whatever. And it's like, I'm still a kid. And for people to talk and say negative things that, you know, 50 year old men, it's like, that is sad. And he really helps me understand that. Cause he's like, he called me the hammer always. And then I go to Nebraska <laughs> and people have signs and it's like hand of the hammer. And I'm yeah. like, dude, wags, you were right. Like that's a good catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like people like that who actually have the best intention. They're the ones that, you know, you'll see in a crowd and you'll run up and give them a hug. Cause it's like, you were part of this, yeah. you know, without those people, I wouldn't have been as successful as I was. So yeah, super thankful.
0: Um, this is a completely random, unimportant question, mm-hmm. but um, coming from Nebraska, are you a fan of Runza?
1: Uh, the meat pocket thingies. Yes, and that I mean it reminds me of a hot pocket. It yeah. kind of grossed me out, okay. <laughs> but they're they're pretty good. They're okay, okay. but like they're like the little pastry things. Mm-hmm. Now, nah, I mean, I was pretty out of place in Nebraska because everybody, like who was on the team, mostly was from Nebraska, okay. and my best friends were the one from California and the one from Sweden. Yeah. <laughs> we were kind of like the outsiders, so to speak. We loved our teammates. Like, everybody got along really, mm-hmm. really well. Um, but there was definitely some things, like, I remember going to a football game, my, one of my first ones. And I obviously know so much about baseball. Like, that's how I grew up in a ballpark, whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, I know football, but I don't know football. Like, they know football.
0: It's, a, I, it's a religion in Nebraska. It's a cult, dude, <laughs> yeah.
1: And the, I mean, the whole the stands are shaking and everyone's yelling freaking Blue Angels are flying over, and I'm like, what is this? Like, I was like, this is intense. And I remember asking one of my Nebraska teammates, I said, so wait, like, what down? Or, like, what's going You know, I said something like that. She was like, pay attention. Like, she got mad at me, and you know? I was like, I'm out. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to go to the baseball game. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's very much, uh, it's very tight-knit there uh, and interesting, but the volleyball program there is just lights out. I mean, what they've built, they have... The new arena, I think it's like 10,000 people every single night sold wow. out. Yeah. I mean, we played in the old Coliseum, and I played in the very last match that was played there. So that's pretty special. Yeah. But, and I remember it like it was yesterday. But 4,000, 5,000 people every single night sold out. And, uh, you know, we had quite a few people here last week for our match. And I was talking to Steve Torcelli about it, and his daughter's on the team, Olivia, and she's awesome. And uh, they said after the game, they went home and said, man— how did Hannah do it? <laughs> because there was like maybe 300 people, yeah. where, you know, and then there was live streaming. we had like 200 or something. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they put that into perspective and just asked like, what, what were you what were you thinking? And I was like, I wasn't, I was feeling, man. Like I was just like, I was I was about it. But again, that's like when people ask who I am, I first say I'm crazy, man. You have to be crazy to to enjoy the pressure like that. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, I'm a little nuts. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a completely random question. No I, no, was no, born, no, I was born in Nebraska. Oh, really? So, yeah. Um, my parents uh, went to Seward. California, oh, yeah. And okay. so um, when, when people talk about Runza, like nobody knows what that is. So yeah. I was just I had to ask that question. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's okay. <laughs> um, so, how did walk me through the whole um, Lincoln Land process of how you got the job, why you wanted the job, and why
1: yeah. you think that this is a great fit? Well, I think it's a great fit for sure. I did not. Okay, I, this sounds really uh, I don't mean it sound negative. I did not apply for this job. This job was literally like uh, it just met me. like it was meant to be, I guess, but uh, I think i had come back from Chicago. I was working up there for a while, running my company, contracting with a huge club, like club like 500 kids. like it was wild, lead training every single night, uh, doing uh, my personal business training, mentoring you know mm-hmm. individuals. So I come home and uh it's like 2021, 20, I think, August. And I was <laughs> at that point I thought, there's not a lot for me to do here. I think I want to train and see if I can go play in Puerto Rico. Literally. Yeah. Okay. So I reach out to um coach uh Dietz and I said, I think this was like on a Monday or Tuesday, and I said, Hey, Uh, Can I come in and practice against your girls? Like, I really want to just, like, start training again, whatever. And, you know, if you don't want that, that's fine. I respect it. Emails me back immediately and is like, oh, my gosh, yes. Because I, obviously, I never suspect that anyone knows who I am. So I say, hey, I'm Hannah Worth. I went to chat. I played Nebraska. This little, like, you know, two-sentence blurb. And he's like, duh. (laughs) And he didn't really say that. (laughs) But that was the vibe. So he said, Hannah, I just stepped down this past Saturday because he had some COVID complications and things like that. His uh, assistant, Kaylee Beekman, who played here, uh, took over as interim head coach. And mm-hmm. she, um, at that time, was a young coach, 24 years old, obviously very successful here at Lincoln Land. And uh, they won, she's won state at, I think it was Hartsburg-Emden Middle School mm-hmm. and things like that. So... She's an awesome person, and she was the interim head coach, and I just came in as a volunteer assistant. So literally that next day, it was like Wednesday, and I show up. I got my new pads on. And I was like, "Sup, up, kids? You want to play some <laughs> ball? Like, and they looked at me, and they are like, oh, my God. And I just like started swinging, and I started playing, and they, they – I mean, I kept up with them. They kept up with me. Uh, very first swing though, I think I broke a kid's thumb, so I felt pretty bad about it.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It wasn't totally broken. It just really jacked up. Yeah. Yeah. So I bought her a little brace and all that and Uh she was fine. Um, but yeah, we started doing practices how I train and she, uh, Kaylee totally let me take over in that sense. So I'm so thankful Mm because it's like a lot of coaches wouldn't let that happen. Um, and she told me first things first. She's like, Hey, I want to learn from you. And then she also told me she came to one of my camps when I was younger and uh, playing in Puerto Rico. And I'd come home and do my company. Yeah. So I was like, this connection's crazy. And now the even crazier connection is I'm looking at this kid. It's like first day, second day of practice. And I'm like, do I know you? And it's uh, Sammy Aker, who's my assistant now. Mm-hmm. And she's smiling at me. She's like, you probably don't remember me because I was about this big, super small. And she's obviously a very tall middle yeah. blocker. <laughs> And I'm looking at her and I pull up a picture on my phone and there's a photo of me doing a clinic at Auburn where she's from. And she has my Nebraska jersey on. And I'm like, because I brought them for all the kids to try on and took pictures, whatever. And uh, so we found that and she literally just was like, yep, that's me. And I was like, you look the same. Cute little (laughs) smile. You're just about eight feet taller. (laughs) But uh, yeah, Sammy has been a huge part of this program. She was my volunteer assistant last year. And now she's my assistant uh, just because, you know, she's 22 years old. She had to have one year under her belt of experience. But I would not be able to do what I do without Sammy. Like, it's insane. Uh, And she's become obviously a very close friend, and she's family to me now. So, uh, yeah, so I didn't really necessarily choose this. It chose me because in January, when the season was over, Kaylee said, Hey, Hannah, you want to come in and have a meeting? And I was like, sure, let's talk volleyball because I'm a nerd and I love it. And she said, listen, I am teaching and I'm coaching and I live about an hour away. Can you do this? And I was like, what do you mean can I do this? And she's like, can you be the head coach? I go, you want me to be the head coach? Like I was just repeating everything that she said. I was like, really? She said, I'll be your assistant for now until, you, you know, you, we figure this out. And if you find a new one, whatever. So for that semester, um, and I had just been coming in, I think it was, it might have been in February. So January, February, I was coming in and doing um, open gyms. And just offering free training, basically. It not even is anything associated with Lincoln Land yet, uh, besides a volunteer. Four kids showed up first day, next day, eight. And then all of a sudden, it's like there's 20 kids in the gym every morning from 8 to 10 before class. Mm-hmm. They probably skipped class, but we didn't. I didn't know that then. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, dang, where are these kids? What are they doing? Don't they have school or something? So, um, But they literally just all fell in love with the idea of understanding how to play yeah. more so than just playing. Uh, because that's how you get burnout. If you don't know what you're doing, it's like a game of chess. If if you don't know what you're doing, then it's 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 not going to be very fun. You're going to mm-hmm. lose. And so, sure enough, uh, you know we had Bella Powell at Tennessee Tech now, Division One. Uh, Isabel Hudspeth, she's at University of Colorado, Colorado Springs. I mean, this is one year, not even a year of training, yeah. and these kids are committing uh, some NAIA and, and you know kids that maybe didn't even start at play here are still going on to play and get scholarships at other schools. And I'm like. That's special. Like that right there is that they even want to continue to play. So I think it was about six of the ten that graduated went on to play at a four-year university to continue their education and to play. Yeah, That's special to me, and I'm like, hey, if we can keep that ratio going and, you know, even make it a higher percentage, this program is going to be so much different than any other program, whether it's conference, region, it's just in the country. Because if you can make somebody fall in love with something again— that's the goal. You know what I mean. So, and I don't even know exactly where I started with this, but that I'm at Lincoln Land. I think that was the yeah. original question. Yeah. Is that I would never, I would, I wouldn't, wouldn't want to be anywhere else because there's not a lot of places that allow me to do my thing. And Ron and Tor, Tiff. I mean, there's so many people behind the scenes that encourage and allow me to do my thing and not try to take away from it, which I've ran into a lot in the past. And it's like, you know what? If you don't think I know what I'm talking about, let's call up Cook. Let's call up John Cook right now, most successful coach. And it's not in one of those things where it's like I'm full of myself. It's trust the experts. You know what I'm saying? So even I tell my kids all the time, uh, Louisville coaches right now, they were my coaches at Nebraska. They took a program that maybe wasn't successful, and they're one of the best teams in the country right now. Long Beach State just beat number one Texas in four sets at Long Beach State. Their coach was produced under coach cook so it's like you have all of these people and the thing that's in common is they're somewhat related to nebraska and you know whether i had a good or bad experience it still was good because it's allowing me to teach people how to do things how to do things well but also mentally who are you going to be like it win or lose are you going to be strong and like at the end of the day if i can do that here at lincoln land which i feel like i'm already doing these people will be successful, and I'm a big field of dreams girl, <laughs> like very, you know, nerdy. Build it, and they will come. Mm-hmm. And that's truly every day I say that to, you know, to Sammy. I say, we're building something, and it will it will happen. It's it's pretty special. So, yeah, I do love Lincoln Lynn. Well, just yeah. to
0: continue that same conversation, um, I mean, Bull learned this, but, like, there's plenty of baseball talent right here in the Springfield area. And I think... Yeah. Maybe that wasn't necessarily as much of the case for volleyball 10 years ago, mm-hmm. but I think in the last decade, the volleyball in the Springfield area has gotten so good. Like, yeah. when I first started with 1450, we weren't going to state. Mm-hmm. And now I just make sure to book that weekend because one team is going to be there, if not yeah, two or yeah. three, like we've had the last couple of years, where yeah. um, I don't know if you noticed that or what your mm-hmm. thoughts are, but, like, there's some really, really good volleyball right here.
1: It's cool. Yeah, it's special. And that's... and. You know, it, it's not, it, whenever I speak of this stuff, it's like, it, it's not just one person. It's kind of like when people say a game is lost, you know, by one point. It's not. It's, it's a total group effort. You know what I mean? It's not just one point or two points. The entire match is made up of people doing amazing things. And that's kind of how I look at it in the Springfield area. It's like people even before me were building that and say that, you know, I had a big name and then I went to, you know, a Big Ten school There's other people now in this area, whether it's Springfield and or Bloomington or, you know, just radius, you know, of of amazing volleyball. It's like that is something to think about, because when you're a part of something bigger than yourself, you know that it's going to continue to build because it's built on something solid. You know what I mean? But I I couldn't agree more. Like the volleyball in this area has gotten so much better. There's clubs now. People are traveling and it's like. Just to say that I was even just a little bit a part of that, or people I know they were a little bit a part of that, it's so, like, it's such an honor, honestly. Like, it makes me, like, emotional where I'm like, at the end of the day, whether you win or lose, you're helping people get better, and you're helping people believe that they can go bigger, and it's like, that's pretty special. Yeah, but I agree with you. It's gotten a lot better, and I think it's only going to continue to build, especially now, like... You know, we have so many kids that are local, like, you know, Peyton Berkshire, Sienna Hadley, obviously people who, you know, you've, you know, um, taken film of and talked to in the past. It's like, they're going to continue to be a spokesperson for this area. And it is, and you've given people a voice, which I so appreciate. Obviously we've talked about that, but I think that people need to realize it doesn't matter if it's just an interview or if it's just a highlight or whatever, that little bit can go on to somebody else and somebody else and then all of a sudden the college is looking at you Hi. and you get a full ride scholarship like it's just it's for so sure. beautiful where people don't think that they're a part of someone's success and it's like we are literally all part of each other's success so that's pretty special but yeah a huge props to you obviously for covering all of this and helping it produce because especially girls when they feel that people are supporting them you know and, and watching them they're proud, like they want to show, For sure. because you know whether it's male or female or whatever. It's just obviously sports have been male dominated, so in order to give the girls a voice, it's huge. Yeah, it's I mean it's it's amazing. So yeah, it gives them incentive, and, and the fact that people want them to be successful, it's like yeah. I just I mean I thank you, I think myself, I think so many people that I can't even think of names right now because uh-huh. it's just so many. But well, yeah, I mean my yeah, four year old
0: my four year old daughter like. Mm. When I talk about, like, she's gotten more and more interested in, like, where I'm going to work or what i am been doing. Yeah. And I'll be like, I'm going to volleyball. And she'll be like, what's that? And it's like, yeah. you know, she thinks that, like, I just, you know, go take pictures or whatever. But it's like, <laughs> um, when I say, hey, do you want to play basketball? She's like, no, boys just play basketball. And I'm like, no, here, watch. Right. Watch this. Like, last year for soccer, w- showing her the Glenwood girls soccer mm-hmm. team highlights of those girls. And she's yeah. just sitting there watching, like, whoa. like, this is dope. Yeah. Um, I mean, to talk about, like, you know giving girls a voice and having that Mm -hmm. the sport of volleyball like yeah um here's the question what what do you love so much about volleyball i don't know that yeah i didn't lead into that question very well Mm -hmm. but um i think it kind of ties in what what do you still love so much about volleyball
1: that is such a good question there's so there's so many things to it and i will say before i forget because squirrels and bunnies up here yeah (laughs) my mother kimworth uh schofield was a huge part of title nine basically in green sports and i tell my girls that every year I say when you think that you're having a bad day just remember there's people that were dying to even have a bad day like like they wish that they could even have this experience so i will say that uh and so many other women that she tells me about constantly of of how lucky we are to have what we have because of people before us that we don't even know but why i love volleyball um I've fallen in and out of love with it a bunch. I've loved it, I've hated it, I've stepped away from it. But something, it's like a soulmate. you always find each other again. Mm -hmm. I'd say I used to, as a player, I used to love just failing and then coming back and being successful. I think I I fell in love with being productive. And that's helped me in my normal life, obviously. Uh, You know, being successful off the court, whether it's business or work or, you know, getting kids on to to play at, at a school. But I would say, too, it's just the strategy and the trust that really I fall in love with, especially teaching kids that. Yeah. Yeah, I have a different love for it now than I ever have because it's like, I mean, I was pretty intense, obviously, and uh, <laughs> people know that I was a passionate player. So, uh, you know, Sammy and I were just having this conversation, like, we'll watch, you know, NCAA Division One, And, I mean, we just watched University of Florida versus South Florida, and obviously South Florida is not ranked they should be university of florida you know big time school these kids were like on south florida like five ten you know what i mean like five eight yeah and they are just having their way with florida and these girls are probably six five six six mm-hmm. biggest girls ever like massive block five ten kid goes up and just tooling the block bouncing the ball going crazy falling to the floor hugging her teammates and i'm like sammy and i are like tearing up we're like that's that's why we love it you know what i mean yeah. because it gives uh-huh. people an opportunity to be successful no matter who you are no matter where you come from and I think that kind of goes back obviously to the whole community thing it's like I'm from a small town technically or it used to be and you know like we said what's this kid in from Chatham doing in Turkey <laughs> it's like holy god or even, Puerto like, yeah, yeah. even Puerto Rico yeah even Puerto Rico yeah they're like where are you from I'm like doesn't matter uh, <laughs> you know but it does matter it's that what I say it doesn't matter it's like you could be from literally Nevada and a desert and live in a trailer, but if you believe in something you're gonna make it and it's like the same thing for my dad It's from a small-town Cornland and he made it. It's like no matter where you come from you could be from big city It is what it is But if you believe in yourself enough and you have support it's You're gonna be successful and that is something that I do I'd say I love about it is it doesn't matter who you are, but when you walk onto the court you get to be who you want to be. And I tell my kids that all the time. And I had the cool goggles and all that. I had a bunch of like wristbands and sweatbands. Yeah. And I, I almost made like a, it was like a costume, people would say. And I had little kids like dress up as me for like Halloween yeah. and like all this stuff. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. You know, the yeah. towel and the shorts. And it's like, it's because when I walked out there, I got to be everything that I always wanted to be. And, and so off the court, I'm pretty sweet. I'm not that psycho. I mean, I'm pretty crazy, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm a big like, you know, love bunny and my family always calls me like, Hanny Bear and Happy Hannah and all that. But when I stepped on that court, I was like, it's on. You know what I mean? So that's probably the one thing that I love about it is to see people's personalities emerge, that they believe in something bigger um, than themselves. And obviously, you know, maybe this person's confidence is poor outside of the court, but when they step on, they just switch, a, they flip a switch. Like they just become who they want. And that's that, that South Florida game, that five ten outside. She was from Turkey, ironically. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I mean, I think they were down at the 1723 And they came back And she had seven straight kills in a row Wow She was hitting 500 It's like baseball Yeah That's insane for an outside hitter Especially against a block that's probably touching 10-5-ish The, the antenna is like 10-2 I mean, I mean massive like, yeah. These girls are literally over the net And so just to watch that Like Sammy and I are like tearing up Because we're like, that's why we love this Because it's like, doesn't matter where you're from Doesn't matter who you are when you step onto that court, you get to become who you always wanted to be. And now as a coach, it's obviously different. Um, and I'm not as good as I used to be and I'm in a lot of shape. But I'll jump in and I'll like set and stuff and I'll serve. You saw me the other day. And I'll get an ace and I'm like, let's go. Like I still get super hyped. Yeah. And the girls see that and they're like, dude, that's a vibe. you know. And it, it, right. it, it's definitely like it transfers over to how they play. And it's like that's. personality and leadership is reflected definitely you know into players and how they see the game and their fire and and we have that and we're still kind of nursing it because we are young but i can't wait because it's like i mean whoever listens to this or whatever if my kids do even if it's down the road they're going to know like that what i'm talking about right now is what they are becoming whether they know it or not which is that's probably my most favorite part is people who are growing right in front of my eyes they know they're growing, but until that moment hits, it's like, holy God, this is all worth it. Like yeah. sometimes it's like Hussein Bold, He said, I trained, you know, however many years, many, many years for literally nine, 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. It's like that statement right there that hits like that's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's kind of why I love it because you never know man yeah yeah don't ever count anybody out that's the big part of it so um
0: well nobody listens to this podcast anyway so it's okay hey, i'm gonna blast uh, this but- <laughs> Everybody's gonna <listen> to it. <laughs> um, but i don't want to take up a ton of your time i could sit here and talk to you all day about you know all this stuff but um you know we both have things to do i'm sure so last question um yeah let's in terms of you know the other job that you have mm-hmm. uh I know you would probably sit here and love to talk about volleyball all day, but <laughs> I want to ask you, you know, a little bit about the other side of things and how that's grown and what, mm-hmm. you know, what you see as the possibilities. Because I, th- I see you as a person who, once you put your mind towards something, you're going to be successful at it. And so, what do you think is the possibility with the other part of your job, and how far can that? grow yeah. or what can that lead to
1: yeah that's that's something that we talk about a lot here so i started the sports information specialist job in january so what it is about eight months i guess it at first i was not sure what i was doing at all i had no idea um <laughs> and at one point in time i literally i could say this on air because i said it to Ron. i went into ron's office after like four months and i sat down and i closed the door i said listen can we call Derek Paris real fast? Cause I think he's going to be a lot better at this than me. I literally wanted to give you my job. <laughs> and I was like, you think that he, you'd be interested, you know? And it was like one of those things he looked at me and he, you know, did his little Ron look and he's like, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? He's like, wait, what? Yeah. And then I started crying and then he was like, oh, okay, hold on. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> because it's like, like you said, if I do something, I'm going to put my heart into it. Yeah. Like, I'm going to do it fully. Uh, and it's like, if I ever feel you know, like, I'm not doing a good enough job. I am i am that teammate that's like, is there someone else better than me? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's something I've learned. That's thats a really hard characteristic to pursue For in sure. life because you don't have jealousy. You don't have pettiness. You just are straightforward, you know? And, and so when I said to him, I was like, obviously, Derek has experience in this. I don't think I've ever really told you this. Before. No. Yeah. But I literally was like, you know, and I'm learning from you every day, like, everything that you guys do at 1450 and just... You know, there's probably a lot of times, too, for you, it's, like, it's hard, you know, and sometimes it's thankless, you know, but that's a big part of it, too, is, like, me getting to know every single single individual athlete, not just a team. Like, I have kids coming to my office all the time, and they're just, like, they're so thankful, because a lot of these kids do come from small towns, so when you put them on the big screen and you show them how awesome they are, that goes into sports psychology, and that's a big part of, like, what my company was prior to this, the HWBA, Hanworth Volleyball Academy, is see yourself be successful you know manifest that become it change who you are from the inside out and so when i'm able to do that stuff whether i have a good or bad day a lot more bad days with that um (laughs) but it's worth it because they literally i mean i have parents they reach out and it's like they get to see their son or daughter in the light of which they see them which is like through love Mm -hmm. like you know what i mean the same thing with with, the light of the night like how you guys do that stuff those kids and those parents will oh, I mean, me goosebumps. They'll always have that. It's like a digital scrapbook. They'll always be able to turn back and they'll see themselves. And it's like, you know, one day when they have kids, it's like, look, I used to be cool, you know what I mean? <laughs> and so for me, it, that's a huge part of it too, is like how much this has grown and our coverage. And obviously like, you know, working with you has been just a total blessing of, you know, like-minded people bringing the best of this area. And it's becoming so much more, obviously, you know, seen and and, and publicized, but also respected. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because when you have people who have that intent to be successful, exactly, if you put your mind to it, you're the same way. You're going to be successful. And so when you do that for other people, whether it was for me with like recruiting and getting kids recruited, now it's with this, you know, whole entire program. It's Mm -hmm. special just to be a part of, you know, and... The other day when we had a, a packed house, it's like I looked at Sammy and I said, oh, my God, we did it. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> not bad boys, but build it and they will come for sure. And, um, you know, it's it's one of those things I'm obviously learning every single day, website stuff. And um, just how to market this program in a, in a cultural way, which is like getting kids also and recruits for other sports to see we work hard. We love hard. We are a family. And we had, like, a mixer. I think I mentioned that uh, yesterday. We played dodgeball. I got out in, like, two seconds, but it's fine. Uh, I was kind of upset. <laughs> it's still really competitive. But uh, just to see these kids and, like, they're laughing together. And it doesn't matter what sport they're a part of. Like, when I first came here in 2021, I saw that kids, you know, they'd walk past each other. And I was like, who's that kid? You know, who, who's that? And they're like, oh, they play softball." I was like, "Well, say hi. That's your family, you know." (laughs) And I came from the culture of Nebraska, where it's like my roommates were from other sports, and uh, you know, if if there was somebody sitting by themselves in the you know cafeteria, lunchroom, whatever, didn't matter if they were on the freaking bowling team, you go and sit next to them because you're you have a bond. You're all athletes. You're all letter winners. You know, so giving that kind of perspective and um, understanding how to produce that through media content. Has been very eye opening about how how important that is. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. yeah. Like when you guys have uh, all the athletes come in, say it's for football, and say it's like Rochester, SHG, and it's like those guys are all probably in there at the same time and they all probably know each other. It's like, so you're actually, you know, they may have beef, but they're still coming together in a way. Mm-hmm that is so special because it's making it more about the community than right. it is just about a school and a rival, you know? So
0: it also puts a face to a face instead of a screen where you're just a
1: hundred percent. And then people start talking crap, yep. they get jealous and it's Thank like, God. that guy's not that bad. You yeah. know, like that's my friend. And so mutual respect has grown. And yeah, that's a big part of like what I've seen is it's like friendships that are emerging and people who are finding likeness in themselves. Cause it's like, Athletes have a lonely road. I mean, sometimes it's very, very lonely. Um, But like I said, that culture of being happy for other people and then obviously, you know, even your enemies. Pray for your enemies and you want them to be successful as well because say that, you know, a team beats a team and they go to state, you're still a part of that. You made them better. Mm -hmm. So whoever they go to play next, it's like as good as you are, that's as good as that person's going to be or that team's going to be. So, yeah, yeah, I think that the the social media aspect you know, we talked about how it can be negative, but it can also be super positive. So that's what I focus on every day is like, how do I make something toxic positive? Mm -hmm. And if we can all do that with everything that we're doing and kids are reposting or retweeting or whatever, it's only going to make this community more pure and more positive. So I appreciate everything that you do, obviously, like I can't even put it into words, but um, just to be even a part of that and to be in that line of work, it's it's special and as you've seen it grows and as it grows, it's it just takes on a life of its own and then it's like gets to a point and you just get to sit back one day, just like I did with Sammy and I looked at the stands and I was like, This is enjoyable. Like you know, you get to literally look at your work and it's like, Wow, it worked. <laughs> like we were doing it. So yeah, so I thank you and I'm appreciative for that. But uh Yeah. Just, just know that at one point I wanted you to take my job. So That's good. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I, I do, I I thank you so much and I appreciate your time and yeah, you guys are awesome. Awesome. Thanks. We'll talk
0: soon. All right. Thanks to Hannah so much for her time and great conversation. I hope we can do that again soon and dig a little deeper into a few other things. Just a friendly reminder. I'm still looking for a podcast sponsor for this one. I appreciate everyone listening and supporting channel 1450. Thank you all for your time, I'll see you next week.